This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 29. I'm P.F. Wilson, content director for Cincy Shirts and our sibling website, OldSchoolShirts.com. We have a very special show for you today. No, we're not going to tackle one of the many serious issues facing society in a funny but heartwarming way. No, it's our first live episode, and I wasn't there for it. I was out of town, on uh, mostly on pleasure, uh, on a little bit of shirts business, too. Anyway, it was recorded at the Brouhaha Comedy Festival here in Cincinnati, the largest beer and comedy festival in the nation, by the way. It features Darren, one of the owners of Cincy Shirts, along with three comedians that work for us, Billy DeVore, Chris Ware, and John Holmes. Uh, Josh O'Neill even stops by. He doesn't work for us, but he did just win the Funniest Person in Cincinnati contest. Uh, We're also reminded during this episode that Darren was once a stand-up comedian. I opened up for uh, John Heffron once, and John Heffron was just coming off of his uh, last comic standing win. Oh, wow. So all these people who probably, like, weren't comedy fans, like, all these little cute couples were sitting everywhere. And uh, here comes Darren with his uh, best abortion joke. The feature would come up, and she'd just be, like, so pissed. Find out who Darren ticked off and hear stories from the other fellas. Uh, Most of you, of course, are familiar with the comedy career of Cincy Shirts' other co-owner, Josh Sneed. Uh, So now you get to peek behind the scenes and get to know the other comics and kind of what it's like to be, you know, uh, a working comic right now, uh, working your way up through the ranks and so forth. So all three guys had some really funny stories. It was a really good conversation that they had there. And uh, thanks to the audience that showed up, by the way. That was really cool of uh, folks to stop by. Kind of last minute, uh, we promoted it the last second because we didn't quite know where we were going to be. They misprinted the name of our show and the program. But uh, anyway, thanks to all the folks that showed up uh, to listen to the live recording. And also be sure to listen for the promo code at the end of the episode, as always, so you can save 20% on your next Cincy shirts or oldschoolshirts.com order. All right. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from Cincinnati. Once in a while, I'm at in Cincinnati. All right, so should we get started? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks everybody for coming. It's the uh, Cincy Shirts podca- podcast <laughs> live from the 2018 Brew Haha. Yes. Rocking Sawyer Point, 4:30 on a Saturday. Yeah. What month is it? August? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I guess we're kind of honored here to have a, uh, a spot in this year's event. Um, I'm Darren, by the way, uh, one of the owners of Cincy Shirts. Uh, and if you don't, don't really know our story, comedy and our company have kind of went hand in hand. And honestly, this, uh, this event is uh, a, major, a major part of our success, a major reason why we're even here. Uh, it just... Just the local comedy scene uh, in general. Um, but anyway, we got started in 2005 making funny t-shirts. Um, I went to art school and started dabbling in stand-up comedy, doing some open mics and uh, eventually MC work. Uh, and that's when I was approached by uh, Josh Sneed, 
everybody knows Josh, right? The, uh, yeah. Okay, maybe not here, but anyway, he's a he's a legit <laughs> legit com comedian. Um, so he was doing his thing. So he was like, "Hey, man, you're funny and you're good at art." He's like, "So why don't we uh, make a little funny T-shirt site?" So that's what we did. We ponied up 150 bucks for our first website, and that was LookAtMeShirts.com in 2005. Um, and since then. We changed pace a little bit. We uh, developed a brand called Cincy Shirts with our love of Cincinnati, all things Cincy, all Cincy all day, as yes. we call it. Yeah. But anyway, all uh, all day. yeah. So I did stand up long enough to realize I didn't want to do stand up. Uh, <laughs> like the like life on the road and you know waking up in a hotel room with some uh, some hack opener or whatever is uh, probably not the lifestyle I was going for. <laughs> But anyway, these guys can do it, and I uh, I definitely appreciate all their hard work, and you know, because I know everything it takes to uh, to make it. And uh, like I said, did it long enough to say, yeah, not for me. <laughs> but anyway, we uh, we've always you know liked hiring creative people uh, in our company. Um, you know, from artists said I went to art academy, so we have uh, several art academy students and graduates working for us. Um, and then also we like to hire comedians. You know, sometimes it uh, sometimes it works out, and uh, sometimes it doesn't. But, <laughs> so anyway, I, I wanted to, uh, yeah. Right, right now we have uh, Chris Weir right here. What's up, What's up? He does a lot of our uh, website maintenance, uh, uploads the the photos, gets the products right, gets the inventory, yeah. deals with all like the day to day uh, ins and outs of the website. Um, Billy DeVore right here. Hello. Yeah, Billy's been with us. Well, I met I met Billy outside of an Interpol concert. Outside of, uh, and uh, yeah, so I said, hey man, I had a couple beers in me. I was like, uh, we could use somebody to, you know, work at our OTR store. And he's like, okay. And uh, you know, so I exchanged numbers and uh, called him the next day. I think he was working by the weekend. Yep. What was that, probably four years ago? Yep, uh, three years ago in uh, in May, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. He was like, I was living in, in OTR on Main, I just walked up to him, and because I knew his buddy Chris Waggle, Waggle and I was like, hey, uh, what's up, dude? He's like, oh, this is Darren, he owns Cincy shirts. I'm like, oh, you do all the paintings of Go Bananas. It's nice to finally meet you. He's like, oh, people still like those? I'm like, yeah, they do. <laughs> A lot. They're still on the wall. Still there, so... How's yeah. the Interpol concert? Oh, it was so good. Yeah? Yeah, it was amazing. They're the best. <laughs> from so, what yeah, I remember. So, so that's Billy. Um, so now, what? So you worked your way up from retail. Yeah. Now you're in the warehouse. Yeah. So he's the guy that orders all the shirts. He'll, he'll place the orders with the screen printers and the uh, blank t-shirt suppliers. And yeah. he, he's the guy that kind of makes it all makes it all happen. Yeah. T-shirt logistics. It's a big, it's a big important part of our operation. Big deal. Yeah. And then uh, also handle the custom jobs, and then uh, make sure everybody's happy in the warehouse. And all the food you challenges. Know. Yes, all any those. food challenge, <laughs> I'm there. Chill on a pancake, you bet you I'll eat it. <laughs> so yeah, so that uh, that led Billy to start thinking. You know what? Maybe there's too much stuff uh, to do in this warehouse. Uh, I think we're gonna need to bring somebody else on, and I know the perfect cat for that. I was Hello. like, who the hell's that? And he's like, my boy, Mr. John Holmes. What's up, everybody? So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so John Holmes is, uh, so what, you, you, you brand the shirts, you fold yeah, the shirts? Yeah, I brand the shirts, I do everything you want with me to do. Now you, you want. <laughs> you print the shirts? Yeah, I do print the shirts now. We'll I wear the shirts, that. we'll smell yeah. the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you ask. You will wear all of your shirts. Right? So yeah. if it's a little off-center, uh, that's the guy you want to complain about right there. Yeah. He's a, he will, uh, <laughs> getting it together. But that's awesome. But yeah, I'm glad, uh, glad everybody's here. It's kind of kind of cool. I, I thought this would be a, you know a lost opportunity if uh, we didn't kind of celebrate the fact that we have uh, all these creatives working within and the funny people. And so, you know, let's uh, let's tell some stories here. How about that? Heck yeah. So you guys, I feel like I'm like the ghost of comedy past because, <laughs> like I said, I, I I stopped right when actually I think this is the 12th year of this event. This is the 12th year that I've been uh, out of comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, so. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm kind of living myself, uh, living my life through you guys. Did you ever get to do the brew I did not. But I, honestly, I'm not sure I would have. I mean, this is like scary. Like comedy, comedy in the daylight. <laughs> there's, people, there's, no, there's no lights. It's not uh, ideal. But you like, can't hear them laugh. I mean, I, like right now, I don't really care. But it's like, <laughs> if you're up here and your point is to, you know, Get the get the chuckles going. Uh, it's a little, it's a challenge, right? Like, yeah. I mean, how would you guys compare this to, you know, say the bar shows or, uh, you know, the, you know, work in the clubs and stuff like that? You're not going to have your best show for uh, for an outdoor comedy event. Like, like you said, you can't hear the laughs. Like right now, there's a ton of people laughing, but I just cannot hear it <laughs> because we're outside and there's people yeah. standing up and applauding right now. But even, like my eyes aren't even good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm applauding. <laughs> this is fun. No, outdoor comedy, it, you're not going to, don't anticipate having uh, a good set, but try and have a fun time. There's yeah. so many things outside of your control that happen outdoors that normally wouldn't happen inside the controlled environment of a comedy club. Right. I mean, and also, like, you know, I used to run a show that was outside, an open mic, just so we would get ready for this. Just you know, because like like Chris said, you just can't you can't bet on anything going right. So, I mean, compared to a bar show, it's different because there's like a, a ceiling, so that <laughs> that helps. But overall, like I, you know, I've done this is my fifth one. You just kind of get used to it, and it's like, well, this is what it is, and I'm just gonna power through, get my time, and then uh, drink with all of my friends. Yeah. So are you guys like bringing all the new stuff in, since you know it's probably not gonna be the the most killer. Uh set of all time or you guys bring the greatest oh, hits no, you or? gotta you gotta you gotta deliver your best you gotta go with your best and you, you gotta have that time to do like a good one yeah you can't really do character <laughs> material like when you're outside i mean you can do whatever set that you really want but i mean if you do something extremely filthy probably not yeah gonna that's definitely bad. gonna be bad you know when you get like strollers and dogs so on leashes there it's like it's not like the environment stuff. where you're gonna tell your filthy poop stuff yeah no don't talk about poop at all <laughs> no that's poop what i've learned what for what <laughs> for this no poop Woo, buddy you're already over the wall i'll talk to billy about that <laughs> Um, I'm all poop, guys. <laughs> you can see me in a little comedy. That's right. 15 minutes, main stage, straight poop. Whole time, it's just going to be me, chairs, talking about faces. How'd you guys' sets go so far? Anyone um, eat it? No, I, I was at the tunnel yesterday. It was awesome. Tunnel's the best. Tunnel's the best because it has a ceiling. It's like the closest to a club. It's awesome. Have you ever heard Billy say he ate it, though? I mean, besides when he was talking about a hoagie. <laughs> 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 I don't think I've ever heard him say he's had a bad set. Oh, I've had a plenty of them. <laughs> Trust me, I've I've ate my own fair share of 
too. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Yeah. So let, let's talk about when I was back in the game. Let me reminisce a little bit. There was, uh, we had a couple bar shows here and there. We had one at the Mad Frog. We had one at the Cavern downtown. Um, and other than that, it was open mics. So we were traveling, you know, to Louisville for their go-up show. Oh, my God. Show up, go up, and uh, Indianapolis, Columbus. Wow. Like, we were putting in the miles, and we, you know, yeah. we were always getting paid. You get three minutes, and but that, that was all we had. Yeah. Uh, seems like now you guys have, number one, 5,000 local comics. Yeah. And it, and it seems like everyone's, like, pretty decent. Yeah. And uh, there's, like, 27 shows a week. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at Billy's Facebook feed, and he's like, yeah, I'm here tonight, and I'm at Braxton tomorrow, and I'm at Listerman the next day. And I'm like, well, number one, we didn't have all those damn breweries. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're, like, they're turning into, like, the best rooms. Yeah, they are. Yeah. kind of stuff, right? To yeah. To go in, cut your teeth. Yeah, I mean, Wayne Mehmet, with what he's doing with Bombs Away Comedy, with all the breweries, so he's got a show at Listerman, Taft's... Higher Levity. Higher Levity, Brink, in North, Coll in North College Hill. I mean, and those those ones are mostly booked shows on the weekend, so he brings people in from out of town. Right. And so right there, there's four. Mm -hmm. We're ran by one guy. I run yeah. two shows. Uh, there's It's just everyone's hungry enough to keep getting on stage here and making things happen and there's yeah. enough people in the city to be able to constantly go out to shows every night because there's just so much to do well, it's pretty impressive like with all the breweries that are up now like all yeah. those places seemingly have like some sort of uh comedy uh show going on it's pretty conducive i guess for uh, the same types of crowds yeah i appreciate like craft beer and comedy this is a good example people want to come out that like drinking like to Ooh. watch comedy mm -hmm. that love podcasts i mean all the fans showed up so this is a testament yeah. to how well all this works yes well i mean also like we've talked about before with the breweries um like the the, the just local breweries in general a lot of people just go to the brewery that's in their neighborhood and they go hang out there yeah and mm. no more normally don't meander outside of that unless like you know they go to another bar and get a different brewery whatever a beer from a different brewery but aside from that so that makes it easier for us to run shows there because then you just get a consistent base of the same people that want to come out and your audiences will be varied that way within those logistics so we're just always logistics aren't you just yeah. always logistics have yeah. you guys out there been Manager. to like uh, any of the breweries around here braxton listerman you guys familiar with that i mean i'm assuming everyone here is like a beer fan right you yeah. probably go to the yeah. craft beer bars. It's like an, everyone goes. There's so many different like cross generations of uh, yeah, people it's like great. yo. Not you. Not a fan. Do you like comedy? Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, it doesn't no. drink. Oh, the beer. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yes, well, yes. Cheers. Oh yeah. yeah. What are you doing? You gotta get out of here. Watch all the others. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. We appreciate you guys coming here. Yeah. We should tell brouhaha stories. Yeah. Oh, there you go. John's won three brouhaha. <laughs> I think he won it last night. <laughs> you or Andrew, that's up there. Oh, dude. Beyond, beyond. So I was beyond show comparable to anything <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Felt and you guys haven't horrible. been able to tell, John Holmes is normally on the straight and narrow. Yeah, I walked that line very well. If you can't tell by that gravelly voice, he's Ooh, gotten buddy. that from going to church every Sunday. <laughs> Backwards. 
<laughs> what I mean by win brouhaha, you have to be the drunkest and become yeah. a, and become a meme. Yeah. If you become a meme that's shared within the comedy community, you won. You nailed it. Uh, what was that? 2014. There's a picture of John walking in 15, the rain. 15, 15 by himself. <laughs> that are there are stickers of it probably everywhere. Oh, he's the now. walking in the rain guy. Yeah. yeah. What was the name of that meme? That's before I knew you. Actually, did catch a little viral. Oh, I actually know that. Uh, the the description of the meme was called "Man confidently walking in the rain." <laughs> Sounds like a Lionel Richie album. What's yeah, right. Nothing wrong with a little confidence. Yeah. I just, I Mixed just forgot the umbrella, <laughs> and I'm not walking fast for anything unless it's my hot pocket from the fridge. There you go. <laughs> so, do you remember that moment? Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah. This it was, it was horrible. You know, it, it was like around like five o'clock or something. It was very. It was at the start, and then it cleared up. Nice. So, was that before your set or after? Yeah, no, it was uh, before. Ah, see so a little wet, wet T-shirt contest oh, yeah. on the uh, stage. It was great. And then that, and then everyone just launched onto it and was like, "Well, now let's see him walking in Tiananmen Square." <laughs> <laughs> That's the game. You take that photo of him walking, it's put it in horrible scenarios. So that's kind of <laughs> thing that would irritate people, you put him in. But it and didn't get to the next, level of Tabari Day, right? No, it, yeah, it, it, people. It's three years later. People are n- ma- now making stickers of it. So it's it's <laughs> getting, it's getting insane. Yeah. Do you typically perform drunk? No. No? <laughs> I'm just curious because like, I don't what? do the, that sure? great of a job. Like When I first started doing comedy, I would for sure drink before I'd go on. But really? then you start like listening to your set, you're like, oh, I'm not doing that great. Yeah, like, this yeah. joke is like another three minutes longer than what it needs to you be. You never do. My words are running together. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get pretty drunk last night? Anybody black uh, yeah. out? I uh, fell asleep on the car ride home. That sounds... You know, you were driving. That was pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> He's an Uber. Uber driver. Yeah. Posein hang out or anybody? Uh... No, I didn't no. see Posein. No, he didn't hang. You said Hawkins did, right? Hawkins yeah. hung out. Yeah, we went, all went to Plum Street Cafe, except for Posein. He had to go uh, watch Game of Thrones again. <laughs> uh, something with zombies. Uh, yeah, so we all went there, and then we had some people over at my place. The wow, after yeah. after party. So Billy's the after. Yeah, what is that you three know? years in a row now? Oh dang. Dang. Yeah. Dang with the, the head. studio apartment, no TR. Yeah, we pack them all in. You all know? six yeah. people. All six yeah. people. <laughs> in the twenty square feet that we live in. Who woke yeah. up on your couch? Uh Alicia. Oh. <laughs> Shout out. Number one. She's, She's not fiance. supposed to be on the couch. Was no. Billy snoring <laughs> so much? Is that why you had to leave the room? <laughs> Uh, you were <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe you won brouhaha. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. She was on the other foot there. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty nice. That's great. Uh, so yeah, that was definitely fun last night. Uh, Andrew Rudick uh, passed out. He fell in starfish in my parking lot. That was fun. <laughs> Starfished out, completely wiped out. Wiped out. Playing oh wiffle ball. Ooh, buddy, how? how hard is it was. It was not graceful. <laughs> I'd be surprised if it was. Yeah. yeah, and he just walked just down, and we look over, and I just see this lanky, six foot three tall man just like screaming, and a child just was like, "At me!" <laughs> In my barking lot. That's a craft beer will do to you. <laughs> you pass out on your face, and people take photos of you. Yep, this is the most fun every year, right? This is 
this is just the wildest, most fun of your life every year. It is pretty fun, but there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it because you get to see really? so many of your friends, but you don't get to see all of them. It's like you always run into the people from like your past child. Like I, I live around here, so like I always run into like my neighbors or something I used to live next to, and that, that takes up like most of my time talking to people here. Oh, so I'm running into people all. that you don't care to ever see in normal life. <laughs> like, why would I, ever I, I lived next to you for 15 years. I never spoke to you once. Why would I want to do that now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I'm trying to hang out with all my friends, all my comic yeah. friends. It's like They're comedy Christmas. Yeah, it is. It's comedy Christmas, buddy. Like but that's just how it is. Yeah. See the guys, well, the ghost of comedy past this year, and you got the ghost of comedy future, because a lot of the, a lot of the uh, guys that I perform with, Dave Waite, yeah. You know, Tate, uh, yeah. All these guys are like living in LA, Ryan Singer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doing great things. Um, <laughs> I My favorite De uh, Dave Waite story. You guys know Dave Waite? Zip Zap? Zip Zap? Man, I wish you was here it. to hear That's this. That's it. But, uh, I just, want, just for the record, I mentioned Dave Wade, and uh, four people walked. <laughs> so, no Dave Wade. Uh, thank you, guys. But that's not going to stop me, you guys. So anyway, we're doing the open mic circuit circa, uh, I don't know, 2007, 2006. Yeah. And by this time, my uh, my girlfriend, about to be my wife, was, you know, she was still a good sport with comedy and all that stuff, going to the open mics with me, you know, before she got sick of it and said, yeah. okay. Comedy or me, basically. But anyway, <laughs> we're cruising up 71. I look uh, look over at this car we are passing, and it's Dave waiting, uh, munching on a fish sandwich from McDonald's. <laughs> like uh, tartar sauce all in his mouth and every or all in his beard. And it was a, it was a lovely sight. But, but anyway, like that's all that's all Crystal could uh, could get in her head. You know, it's like. You know, she saw him perform that night, and it was just like, oh, all I could think about was that fish sandwich, the tartar sandwich. <laughs> That's it. And, you know, like, probably a good five years later, I'm like, yeah, remember that guy with the tartar sauce in his beard? He just uh, was on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, so, anyway, so little stories like that, I'm like, yeah, that's tartar sauce guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, also, it seemed like uh, back in the day, the local scene was pretty fierce. You know, yeah. everybody, there was there limited stages, so everybody was super yeah. competitive, and, you know, honestly, there's a lot of animosity, and, oh, you didn't want, you didn't want this guy to have a better joke or whatnot. It seems like, that's what I've noticed from you guys anyway, is, like, everybody's pretty positive, pretty yeah. helpful. Um, you know, you guys are, like, a big, it is more of a family, more than, you know, like, the, the competitive... Uh, nature that it was back in the day oh absolutely i wholeheartedly agree with that because there's so much to go around and if and my mentality always is if i'm getting better i always want to make the people around me get better so then everyone looks better what a nice and then guy. we all get booked then we all get to do stuff we all get to do pretty cool things i yeah. absolutely hate everybody i work with <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool it's a fun way to find out but if wow, someone really sucks and they have like hacky jokes <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, would you guys sit down and have the? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's times I've told people like, "Hey, that joke's super similar to someone else's. You can't do that." Or, "Hey, that's just bad, man. You're better than that." You know? I probably I don't typically give like unsolicited advice, but if someone like genuinely like wants me to give an opinion, I will. But I try to stay away from that because that can really get in the head of some people. Right. Like, just yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about because Billy once told me that a joke of mine was. Uh, Bill, or not Bill Hicks, uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Yeah? Yeah. Louis C.K. And uh, 
And he was right. So I just saw that joke. And after I've been telling for like a year. Yeah? And no yeah. one else had what told was it? me. It was just about being someone's rock bottom. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of people before CK that's come up with that premise. Yeah, but he's done he's done it very well. And it's one of those situations, yeah. well, of course, he's out if there. If it's been on TV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but hopefully, first one there's enough people yeah, that would point out, like, if you're doing a bit that's similar to somebody else's, but not in, like, a, a way they're trying to put you down. It's like, oh, by the way, yeah. you should check this no, out. No, I still story. resent him for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, how many people were, like, in comedy when you were getting going? Because I think it's, just, like, vastly different, at least in terms of the, the playing Yeah, field. I mean, honestly, there's probably a good seven or eight. Just seven or eight. There's but like then, seventy. Then the right funny now bone started. Just alone. Yeah, yeah, funny bone started having those comedy classes, and then they were churning out 30, 30 every three weeks or something. Mm -hmm. So it, it got ridiculous real quick, and that's when we were like, "Oh man, this is uh, uh, that." That's when there was a big uh, missing link from the you know the people who have been doing it for five years plus and were you know pretty ready to feature if not you know some yeah. of them probably even headlining yeah uh you know if they had their marketing stuff together and whatnot or yeah. get out of bed on time yeah. um, i mean it's amazing you know, how, how, how far that could get you yeah. yeah but um but yeah what what so so it's like yeah people were two or three times on stage you know a couple days removed from mm -hmm. the comedy graduation or have been you know busting their butts and at the Mad Frog or Cavern Go Bananas, uh, yeah. I said making making the trips. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so it, was, it was really weird. So now I think that over, over the last ten years, that's that's evened out. And I, you know, obviously people are better than other others, but as far yeah. as the the scene in general, it's super strong. Yeah, it's very positive. Very yeah, I love that we have like a ton of people. Like we get to have like a bunch of friends in the comedy scene. But if I could condense that to like seven people, that'd be terrific. <laughs> yeah, uh, get up all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, have a great purge. Yeah, but if you have seven people, if you have seven comics, how do you get people to come out? That's yeah, the big yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Because then you don't have a whole lot to pull yeah, from. That's what I'm saying. There wasn't many, and it was the same guys over and over, and you didn't have. Like that was kind of the knock on me is I wasn't good on uh, at improv or I'd have like my set jokes and then try to work on those and then guess what the next night I'm still gonna try to work on those yeah. and so the same people coming out were like wait a second I heard this and <laughs> like I don't know I mean yeah you just have to be able to write a ton of material then you got people like Waggle or Ryan Singer who would just get up there and freestyle for a half hour yeah but but at the same time. When it was time to uh, audition for, you know, the uh, uh, the funny bone down here or whatever, they couldn't recreate their acts. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. at that at that point, it was a hard jump to go from the crazy freestyling bars to the the tight, yeah. you know, oh six six laughs a minute. Here's what we got to do. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, get on the pace. So you got to pick and choose. Like when you're at those mics, when it's just like because if you're starting out like doing stand up comedy, you're performing from like the same. 12, 15 people at these shows. Yeah. And if you're trying to like run and work jokes, you have to build and change. But when it's the same people that just saw you like an hour before, you must yeah. gotta like pick two streets. It's like I either gotta improv, just dick around up here, just try and make everyone in here laugh, yeah. but not build on any material. And so you just gotta pick and choose. So that's helpful that we have like a bunch more people. <laughs> However, like when there was just like say seven, there's yeah. a lot more work at clubs, like more paid work. Yeah. yeah. I more mean, people start at, more people will start at the club now than in, instead of the open mics. 
which is which is uh, they're just immediately going to the club. Yeah, now. totally. So, what was the first time on stage for you guys, or what what kind of setting was that? Was that at a bar show or? I did the first a... time I ever did a stand up. I was nineteen, actually. I was in college. There was like um, uh, what was it? Uh, a contest or something? A talent show that was put on by like a sorority thing. And then I did that. I wrote like five minutes of material. Uh, first joke went over well, and then after that, it was nothing but hate being stared at me by all these young women. And I remember at the end of the show, I just stand in the back, and all the women filed out, just so cold, not paying attention to me. You're like, I want to do this forever. That's so I was like, this, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this feels right. I'm gonna keep doing this. <laughs> so that's when I, I think I switched my major like the next month from like graphic design to painting. So that I could essentially like handcuff myself to another uh, great decision. Oh, totally! It's paying off dividends right here. <laughs> so after I graduated, that's when I started doing. But first time was at uh, NKU talent show in front of a bunch of very upset young women. <laughs> How about you, William Devore the fourth? Uh, my first time performing was at Longworths and Mount Adams. Woo, I, was, I, I was so nervous. You had bright red shoes. I had bright this. red, black, and gold shoes. Was that, this last week? When is this? It yeah. was uh, 2011. Yeah, this was. It was, it was seven years ago and 100 pounds ago. Woo. Uh, about. Yeah, so I had tight black jeans, red, black, and gold shoes, and I talked about... I don't even remember. I, don't even, I did a joke about how I knew this girl with deer antler, a deer antler tramp stamp. Oh man, I'm yes. trying to remember. Like, I, remember I remember that. your personality there. I don't remember your jokes. 100 pounds, by the way, he gained 100 pounds. I gained, gained it. I gained it. Yeah. So you, you can uh, you can hear the fat through the microphone. Yeah. It's getting there. That's not oh. feedback. That's him breathing. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, seven years ago this month, actually. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. No, no, it was a mistake. Yeah, seven years mistake. Yeah, so that was that. I remember Billy's first time at Longworths. I, I, my seven-year mark was just last month, so I remember that. Everyone was like, "Oh, Billy's gonna do it! Heck yeah!" And, it, and it, everyone was excited. And then you went up there and you did not do well. Nope. <laughs> no one did well there. It was at Longworths. No one wanted us to so be you there. Really before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember. I remember his first time on stage. Yeah. Well. Wow. Well, I was hanging out around the club before. I was he doing was, web yeah. stuff. I was doing like sketches and all this stuff on YouTube, and then I finally like hung out the writing session and all that. Then eventually, manned up and started doing stand up. That was a yeah. similar path to me. Is that where I kind of hung out and would be like a wallflower and watch shows before you did before you did stand up. I think it was after I did like the first show, then I started to get more curious about actually going out and watching live comedy. I think I'd only watched like a handful of like uh, actual stand-up shows before. And like after that I developed, like I think I should probably do this, but I was still in college uh, doing painting and like you're up all night staying in the studio. I was like, I can't go out at night and do this. So I was like, yeah. I wanted to drop out, but I figured I should probably probably wait to do that and graduate with a very prestigious uh, <laughs> So I'm glad I put time that's towards good. that. You, you lit, fam. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, awesome. My first time was in high school at the talent show there. Oh. How'd that go? See, that's crazy. I, I, it went well, actually. Were you uh, so, pretty filthy? No, I was the most clean. I still remember, I was like, I hadn't hit my growth spurt, so I was still like 5'2". 
Yeah. Uh, this was sophomore year of high school, and I and I had a joke about that. <laughs> Being a sophomore and all the struggles and how yeah, how, how hard it is to get in, the in Madeira, up. Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so I, it's a good experience though. Yeah, right? and, then, and then I did that. And then I did it actually. Wasn't even want to perform in a club. I did. I did a couple open mics up in Dayton. Yes, I say it weird, Billy. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm still listening to you. <laughs> he does say it weird. Say that again. Nah. <laughs> Dayton. Yeah. Daytona. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's. I'm sorry, I don't swallow my tea like a mush mouth hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> there you go. So you guys have been around. Uh, yeah, we've been doing this seven years. I mean, that's I. I say seven years because that's when I started taking it seriously, doing mics where there were mics you could go do and just say do like five mics in a week. Yeah, and like actual comedy mics, not like. Yeah. Jimmy shows up with a poem about his dog. Yeah. And then homegirl pounds on a guitar for an hour. Yeah, it was wild. And then you get up and tell a couple jokes, and it's all out of place and awkward. But yeah, it was real. Hey guys, come here and tell your jokes. Yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome. a fun one. I used to go to Southgate House, like when uh, that yeah. was still the Southgate House, and they had like an all-inclusive like writers' night, and you go up there and people be very you know artsy and play the guitar and read poems, and you go up there and just try your like dick and fart jokes, and <laughs> you just got used to people right away hating you. Yeah, that's a very it important just, thing. Because <laughs> yeah, you're you not good yet. No, you're, you're, but you're and you're wasting yeah. people's time. I was gonna say seven years later, it's still questionable, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to practice in front of people. That's what sucks about comedy. Like you can practice guitar all you want, like at home and put it on YouTube. You never even have to step foot in front of an actual like watching live audience. But like comedy, you have to do that yeah. in front yeah. of people and get that feedback. You have to fail. So much yeah. <laughs> before you even come close to succeeding. So, what's your biggest failure story? Biggest oh, failure man. story. You're gonna be able to see mine in probably 27 minutes, <laughs> right there at the main stage. Woo! Oh man, hosting main stage Hosted before it. sunset. Yeah, man. The good thing is I've got these sunglasses, so I can really fight the sun. <laughs> We're also cool wearing our shades now. Yeah, except, except for we're over there. They uh, matter off right now. I'm trying to think like the biggest failures. Like there's a handful of things. Well, there's a couple. Of, oh, do you guys know my biggest failure? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we all do that. Besides the painting degree. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't work out well. I forgot a headliner's headliner's name one time like, when I was first starting out, and that was extremely embarrassing. When you're out there in front of like 250 people trying to bring out the guy that's getting paid, and he just totally blank. Yeah, that's it was Nick good. Griffin. And he oh, awesome. oh shit! <laughs> he carry such a professional. He just said his name. I was like, don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> you know, other people are pretty particular. That's yeah. awesome. I opened up for uh, John Heffron once at the uh, Funny Bone over there in Newport, and John Heffron was just coming off of his uh, last comic standing win. Oh wow! So all these people who probably like weren't comedy fans, like all these little cute couples, were sitting everywhere. And uh, here comes Darren with his uh, best abortion jokes. <laughs> you know, because I was a little, a little punk, you know. I had a dark sense of humor. It, it worked a lot of the times, mainly at the Mad Frog on a Tuesday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I iced the crowd probably 
every show. <laughs> I got the, the, the feature would come up and she'd just be like so pissed. It was, oh, she's throwing it <laughs> Andy's, I don't know. I don't It's been oh, so long. Oh. Andy Smith? Is that it, Juan? Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yes. But anyway, she was so pissed. Like every time, I'd just be like, hey, everybody, Andy, whatever. And she'd just come up and like not even look at me. Like not even like the fake, the fake uh, smile, comedy handshake that everybody does when they just give, give the mic. It was happy. like, get off the stage, you <laughs> uh, ice the crowd yet again. But hey, live and learn, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. What's your guys' favorite abortion joke? <laughs> <laughs> Most people are smiling. Billy, do you know your worst set? Because I do. No, tell me. No, tell me my worst set. It was at uh, Baba Boo Dance. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. He had a panic attack on stage because it was going so poorly. Uh-huh. And yeah. he ran out of the room, and then I went up. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you about my worst set. It was at Baba Boo Dance. I had just <laughs> followed Billy DeVore. <laughs> yes. You couldn't save him? <laughs> no, he ran. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. That one was pretty bad. I did a guest spot at Go Bananas where I got no laughs, which is really hard to do. <laughs> uh, it nothing. There was not even a sound of like a drink swashling around. It was just people shocked, like, "Huh? He calls this comedy, huh?" <laughs> okay. Well, Who is it for? Go, we got go on. Who is it for? Uh, Tom Simmons. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a bad one. So that was, that was the worst <laughs> for sure. The, this one came to mind. It wasn't it wasn't my uh, set, but it was at a show. It was uh, at Duck Creek. It's in Kentucky. Oh. It's at a bar where you, you just don't want to be. It is not <laughs> a good environment for people to hang out or even animals. But for some <laughs> reason, Vincent Galino thought it'd be a good idea <laughs> to run a mic there. And then we had this guy Zach Hale go up, who's also he's a guy who'll talk about certain buzzwords. And this it's a hillbilly bar. Just to let you guys know. He gets up there and does a joke where he mentions 9-11. And this one dude was not having any of it. And he gets up from the bar and tries to make his way to the stage. And then his brother confronts him. And all of a sudden a fight starts breaking out between them two. And it looked like a cartoon like ball of fists flying (laughs) around. And then it gets taken outside of the bar. And then the police show up, and this guy decks the police officer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, eight cop cars show up immediately to try and take care of this hillbilly brawl. And then I got to take Zach Hale home. And I, I have to escort him out through the back. And then as we're driving away, like, in the parking lot, we're, like, just right next to the police car where the guy's in handcuffs now. And Zach Hale and him are just, like, looking at each other. And he's got to drive by. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty wild. Hillbilly fights. That's, that's always great. Uh, <laughs> dang. How about in the bars? Any, uh, any or, or I guess those those horrible yeah. experiences yeah. were in the bars. You guys, yeah, man. We had the time recently where I kind of got accosted by those two uh, dudes. Oh yeah. And the the one guy got arrested. Well, because he kicked the. Oh, he shattered the door. The yeah, glass he shattered door. the glass door by kicking it. Yeah. At the Don't, time. Yeah, because of what you said. You said that. <laughs> Did I tell him to kick the glass door? Yeah, well, you instigated it, brother. I didn't instigate it. They came in. And they came in. There were these two, again, hillbillies. Go figure. All these hillbillies that ruins things. They come into the bar. They just got like off a, a work. Like, it looked like they were painters or something. Not fine art painters. So. 
<laughs> so they come in and they come up to the mic because they see someone talking. They've been drinking for a while and it says, "Oh, give it up for the hepatitis twins." So it's kind of cute. It was really cute. They did not care for it, and I get confronted by one of them right away. It just comes right up to my face, and then he licks the side of my face. Oh yeah. So I take off his flat bill and I throw it out the window. And then they just start scurrying around and they start reacting. They try to start yelling at the bar. And then one dude just puts his foot through the glass door. Yeah. Which was not the smart decision. And this is what happened. They ran away and they would have got away with it. But there was one dude there. The one dude that didn't kick in the door yeah. was talking to the police officer who didn't do anything wrong other than being a drunk idiot. Uh, the police officer convinced him to call his buddy to come back so they can talk to him and immediately arrested him. Yeah. You've got to be so fucking dumb <laughs> to come back to the place you just got away from because the police officer just wants to talk. Yeah. He spent a night in jail, and I think he had spent like $3,000 on a new glass door. New glass door. The best part was, didn't he come through, originally through the open garage yeah, yeah, door yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. window thing they have there? He like came through that and tried to take the microphone from you? Yeah, I unplugged the mic. I got to finish my set after he got arrested, though. So I got to do my set as he's getting in the so this is based uh, on him being pissed at whatever you were saying? Oh, dude, it was pills. It was for sure pills. <laughs> there was not anything tangible for him to be mad at, just for the fact that his head was a swing around. Well, there was also the fact that they were at the bar across the street, assuming drinking heavily or doing whatever Call they were the doing. Dive. The dive. The bar. dive bar. Yeah, where the drinks are overpriced. It doesn't make sense. And then they came across the street to mess up an open mic. So, it was pretty sweet. I Let that be a lesson to all of you. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a question. So you guys have been around uh, comedy clubs and uh, had the chance to work with different uh, headliners and whatnot. Without mentioning any names, getting anybody in trouble, uh, what's like the most diva headliner you've uh, worked with or any, any stories uh, you've seen from, uh, from your experiences? Without mentioning names. Without names. We or, might talk about the same person. Or gender. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I one time got to go to a festival in Tennessee, and the headliner on this show, I wasn't working, I was just around the show. I thought this, but no one's really been uh, crazy with me, but this person had, was in their trailer, and they had a sign that said, do not come near the door because they were meditating before their set. Nice. I got the same story. Yeah? Okay. Right. <laughs> a lot of meditation going on, I guess. I was so working much. with the headliner who, before the show, was yelling that they needed to meditate. <laughs> and they need, they're doing meditation wrong if that requires them to yell about it. But that was a very, very particular person. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I've once helped a uh, headliner to my car for the drive home. On numerous occasions. Yeah. But we've all done that. I mean, yeah. I think we all are talking about the same person. One time he uh, <laughs> he peed his pants <laughs> and fell in front of the bar. Yeah. And these are the PG stories. These are, yeah, there's a lot more that are just very upsetting from this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? No, no yeah. we can't. It would really upset people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd lose all faith. I'm trying to right think of right other ones about other people. Let's just let's shit talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking laid out there. Yeah. Who's mean? Who yeah. smells? <laughs> Who doesn't wear deodorant? Yeah. Oh my God. Who doesn't wear deodorant? Tell me. Just about every comic. Yeah, I wear. <laughs> yeah, I don't wear any. I gotta go. <laughs> 
I gotta head over to the main I stage. I wish I had been 515. Ah. Yeah, it is. Well, Billy. Billy's gotta go. Billy DeVore's out. Well, good All luck right. with that, Billy. Good luck, Billy. Billy DeVore, good luck. Bye. Good luck. Yeah. See, him, see him live his dream over there by the on the main stage. Yeah. <laughs> In 15 minutes. Come booming. You don't need to do that. Laugh hardly as jokes. He's a very funny man. There you go. So how are we going to close this thing out, fellas? I'm not sure. Right, and, and there's a lot more people here than uh, the, yeah. the five that were here at the beginning. So this is the Cincy Shirts <laughs> podcast, by the way. Uh, I think where this is episode like 29 or 30. Uh, something you can download on uh, iTunes or listen to on Spotify. Just yeah. uh, search the Cincy Shirts podcast. We try not to talk about shirts and all that stuff. It's just our love for Cincinnati and all the cool the cool things that we do. I've honestly wanted to work at Cincy Shirts for a long time. Ah, uh, that's sweet. Oh, I I, th- I love your, your job. So glamorous. I know it's not, but it's <laughs> but it's it's. I just I just like the company. I think I've always liked it. I've always thought it was a, you guys produce good designs. Thanks, man. We try. I mean, it's it, we've definitely come a long way. Uh, it's so fun now because we got. Uh, the best move we've ever made was hiring uh, a full-time designer. Oh yeah. Because I was doing the designs, and yeah. you could tell that I was probably spending more time in QuickBooks and Excel than I was in Photoshop <laughs> and Illustrator. And uh, now we have now we have two full-timers, and uh, even Chris Weir's done some yeah, stuff for us. Yeah, Chris. It's just like we're surrounded by all these hyper-creative people that uh, it's it really is uh, a good time. It's not yeah. all. It's not fun every day but it's, most days it's it's it's, you know, it's, a, it's a joy to come in and work it's honestly. never felt like a job to me anyway so no. that's all i uh that's all i can ask for but, it's pretty uh, good i uh a lot less stressful for me at least there you go so what have you done in the past oh i've uh did you ever check out mama mimi's there was it was a take and bake uh piece of joint local mama, owned mama mimi's mama mimi's take and bake pizza yeah Ran that for three years. Or ran the store for three years. Nice. Where's that? That was in Oakley, in Oakley Square, just right off the corner. Oh, okay. Like right across from OPG. Right on. Yeah, ran that store for three years. Heck yeah. How about you, Weir? What's some crappy jobs you've had? Yeah, uh, a lot of the service industry. Working <laughs> as a server, bus boy, did logistics for about four or five months until I couldn't tolerate it anymore. Headset on, listen to a bunch of dumb truck drivers. I love most truck drivers, but everyone in there was pretty stupid. For me. <laughs> <laughs> that sucked. I couldn't do that. Like, you just know, like when you're working a job, you're like, this is not gonna last at all. I remember, I remember you working that job. Yeah, I started smoking so much <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of but but I remember when you quit because you were like, you told me that day you said, uh, hey, how do I do that thing where I'll let you know I, I'm not. Doing this anymore? He's like, two weeks. two weeks. Yeah, and, and you're like, yeah. Can I do that? And he goes, we don't do that here. Yeah, they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, you need to get out of here, man. You're terrible. Just, at just job. leave. <laughs> just, just leave. You don't need two weeks. Right you, yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I see the winner of the funniest person Cincinnati contest over here. Josh, oh, Josh you got a second? Or you gotta go somewhere. What? You got a second? Yeah, sure. Billy. Uh, Billy vacated his spot, so come up here. So I know uh, I want to talk about contests for a second in the comedy setting, and we have two people here who have been very successful 
Chris Weir is a former funniest person in Cincinnati. 2014. And then, uh, and Josh O'Neill just recently was crowned champion of uh, the funniest person in Cincinnati. Semi-pro. Yeah, semi-pro. Nice. That is right. Honestly, I couldn't tell much difference between the semi-pro and the amateurs. It was like the amateurs were just as good. Everyone was great. It was solid. I was super impressed with that show Wednesday night. Yeah, there was an uh, there's an old Boston comedian, Tom Dustin, who anytime he describes a good show, he says there wasn't a pig in the bunch, and that's exactly what it was. It was everyone was there, and everyone deserved to be there, and everyone brought the heat. No one didn't. Oh, deliver. for sure. So, how do you guys feel in that contest setting where you know it's like we're judging art, but we're also you know bringing as many friends as we can, and you know trying to pack the club, and it all comes down to. Facebook likes and retweets and all that stuff, but uh, it's just uh, it just comes down to having fun. I mean, it sounds you know stupid in hindsight. Were you having fun? I was there. I was having fun after, like after the set. Yeah, during during the set and after. Yeah, I was. um, Chris was just hanging out in the green room, and I just came in and immediately started drinking his drink because my mouth was so dry. I was like, what is that? Give me that. And I just started drinking all your- There was no telling you no. Yeah. (laughs) I am a diva and a bitch. I am a bad person. That was all right. Yeah, the contests are a little stressful because it's kind of counterintuitive to comedy to really put a lot of emphasis on any one show. Yeah. However, you do realize there's a lot of people watching that does manifest into something. Yeah. You know, if you win, you get a a title, you get to perform at a good stage. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're on the Scentsy Shirts podcast. Oh, my. Yeah, they didn't tell me that was going to happen. This is a bonus. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, my my, uh, biggest contest fail was... uh, Wearing a duck hunt T-shirt. Oh! And uh, as soon as I got up, I just felt uncomfortable. I commented on it, and that was it. Like I could tell, it was just like this isn't gonna work. <laughs> I forget who. I hate myself. Everybody hates me because I just like oh, I was man. already playing head games because I was wearing a freaking duck hunt T-shirt that I thought would just be. Cool and happy. You just coasted on the t-shirt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now you're coasted on t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You're winning so found, hard. That's, that's an applause for That way. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like a thing, though. I, I didn't realize that for, like, years. I would just wear a shirt with anything on it. And then I forget who came up to me. They were just like, yeah, just don't have anything with words or, like... Anything really noticeable? Nothing that if you even have something, don't have something that takes up the whole torso. Yeah, yeah, it's distracting. I wore a cat T-shirt, I think, like my first time. <laughs> I was that type of dude. Yeah, but one of the first times I had a shirt that was just a Portlandia reference. So <laughs> I was just coasting on other good comedy. Yeah, yeah four yeah, weirdos in the back, and you're, yeah, getting the reference. I uh, uh, like I said, I went to art school, so I had the chance to paint the mural behind the funny bone, and mm-hmm. uh in Newport there um, and I was watching Daniel Tosh one weekend and it's like after the show and uh, I don't know he comes up and uh, I, I was talking to him for a second and I you know I'm like trying to brag about hey I'm the guy that painted that mural but I'm like you know hey what do you think about the mural behind the stage but I actually yeah. tell him I painted it yeah. and he was like oh my god it's the worst <laughs> this is the worst stage in the country it's like you have to, he says you just have to go up and comment on it. He's like you have to spend your first five minutes or else because it's so loud, it's so distracting. Is that the one with the Bengals helmet on it? The Bengals helmet at Madonna? Yeah, Picasso and yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's looking quite back, distracting. yeah, it was <laughs> uh, not a not a good uh, execution of the. <laughs> it made a David Tell album though. But it did, but even oh yeah, it did. I but even then, it, well. 
the only reason they filmed it there is because is uh, that's when they could line up the production people and Dave's schedule and all that stuff. Right. So he even told me, yeah, all the production people are bitching about it. There's too much red in the back. There's this and that. It's just, just a nightmare to yeah, film. So, so it was one of those things. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Bragging rights that no one likes. <laughs> so anyway. So what's new for Josh O'Neill? What's your story? You, uh, uh, I got I got some sets tonight. I'm going to be yeah. on the playground stage at 5.50 in like 30 minutes. That'll be fun. And then I'll be on this stage uh, at 8 o'clock. That is, if we wrap up before then. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna set the record. Okay. It's a Joe Rogan podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. Talk about chemtrails. But uh, sure. I think I'm gonna peace out though. Go grab that stage. All right. Thank you. We literally just. Josh O'Neill, everybody, funniest person in Cincinnati, semi-pro winner. Awesome. Uh, well, so you guys about tapped out. Any other directions you want to go here? Uh, I gotta get ready for my set at the tunnel stage at 6 p.m. That's in about 40 minutes. There you go. So you're gonna be pacing back and forth. Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely pace. Definitely pace. How about you? Where were you? We'll be at the tunnel stage. Set, not tunnel stage. We'll be at the uh, main stage, 7:30. And then after that, I'll be at my car pouring myself some parking lot beer. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? <laughs> parking lot beers. Yeah. Yeah. Bring a cooler, guys. <laughs> yeah. But if anybody's listening to the Cincy Shirts podcast before, uh, at the end of every episode, we like to give out a promo code. That is good uh, for 20 fr- uh, 20% off on our website and in our stores. Uh, so if anyone wants to like yell out a word, that word will be this week's promo code. Does anyone have a word? Cheesecake. What? Cheesecake. What's that? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. All right. So it was. Did you guys hear that? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. You know it. So we're going to enter in cheesecake, all one word. And then because you guys never listen, we'll also do cheesecake, two words. Ooh. And both of those will be good. And Bunt Cake. At uh, <laughs> until the next uh, podcast is released. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Thank so you so much for all coming out. for uh, sitting with us and listening. Drinking some beers and the nice sunshine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks to Chris Weir. Thanks to John Holmes. Anytime. Uh, I'm Darren Overholzer, and uh, have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, guys. There's going to be some stand-up starting here in just like five minutes. Stand up. The door is open. Darren talking with comedians and Cincy Shirts team members. Boy, they got me sucked in on that retail jargon. Uh, team members, they're employees. <laughs> Cincy, we're all Cincy Shirts employees, except for Josh and Darren. They own the joint. Anyway, it's Billy DeVore, Chris Ware, and John Holmes. Uh, if you live in the Midwest, certainly you can catch one of these guys. Uh, they tour around now. They are kind of working their way up, so do check them out. Uh, and in case you're wondering, I have been known to do an open mic or two, but I think my comedic talent lies kind of behind the scenes uh, doing this sort of affair. Anyway, uh, the comedian Darren ticked off, by the way, Andy Smith. She is a lovely and hilarious woman, and so do check her out if you have a chance, uh, either locally or you know, check out her clips uh, online. She is really very funny. I don't think she's holding a grudge or against or anything like that. She's, she's terrific, so do check her out.
And if you haven't already, uh, go back and cherry pick the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. We've had people like Mo Egger, Cash Wright, Mike Mathis, Johnny Bench on the sporting side. Uh, Haunted Cincinnati is a really popular episode. Abandoned Cincinnati is a popular episode. Uh, Frank Marzullo's been on, Randy Rico. So uh, do check all those episodes out. Just go back and listen from the start. Uh, today's show was produced by me with help from Josh and Darren and a lot more help from Darren as he kind of was spinning the dials uh, there at the Brouhaha Comedy Festival. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia, actually, and you can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. Find vintage tees from great cities like Cleveland, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We're always adding new designs to both sites, so stop by often online or in-store in the case of Cincy Shirts. In case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is CHEESECAKE. That's one or two words, even though really it's just one word, but we'll set it up so you can use one or two words. And you can use that to take 20% off your entire order at CincyShirts.com, OldSchoolShirts.com, or in our Cincy Shirts stores. And of course, we are in Over the Rhine, Hyde Park, and Loveland here in the greater Cincinnati area. Now, there's always new designs going up on both sites if you're out of town, so do check all those out. We just welcomed Orlando slash Central Florida to the Old School Shirts Fold. A fold. See what I just did? I did that by accident. I even knew that on purpose. Anyway, follow all of our social channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Give us a review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. I said goodbye